Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg ahead of another week of Scottish football, which we'll see the first piece of silver we are handed out this weekend, Greg. Yes, indeed. Um, it's coming around quick, isn't it? The League Cup yeah. final. And it's the sponsor's dream. The sponsor's dream, Rangers v Celtic. Yeah, live on Viaplay, I believe, uh, old Premier Sports on Sunday, so that's a possible bone of contention. In fact, it's not. <laughs> it's on our well subscription-based pay-per-view channel, but that's a completely different debate, not for this particular podcast. Um, and ahead of this game at the weekend, we're delighted to be joined by Scottish football betting expert Jim Delahunt, who himself is in excellent form. So we're hoping for a few winners tonight off you, Jim. I will do our very best, Paul and Greg. We will do our very best. Nice to be here. Thank you very much for the invite. Yeah, great to have you back. I think we had you on kind of early season. Yeah, um, I think so, yeah. So it's been a while and it's uh, always a pleasure to have you on, Jim. Uh, as I say, you've been in really good form. Just a 20-41 acre last week, Jim, in the Scottish Sun column. Yeah, just a 24-1. to 1. It was nice. We've, we've been uh, hitting the bar with the acre in the few weeks before that, but we had been... We'd been firing in the Saturday singles, I think we'd five in a row. Um, oh, yeah. And yet the ACA was just missing by one one or two goals every week. Uh, but they all came up on Saturday. And as you say, Paul, it paid out at 24 to 1. And uh, I was maybe saying to you guys beforehand that uh, I noticed on my Twitter feed that because the Wickham game uh, ran on till, you know, from quarter to five, right, ran through till about five past ten past five. Quite a few of the lads were were cashing out while they could because they were hanging on one nil. Twitchy bum time, isn't it? Twitchy yeah, exactly, time. exactly, Greg. I mean, th- thankfully they held on and won, but I know a, a few of the lads cashed out, and they, they were equally as grateful that they they got something back. So they were, I think, Absolutely. everybody was delighted overall. Yeah, and that was on top of three out of four winners in the Scottish Premiership as well on Saturday. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all. That wasn't bad. I was I was happy with that. I was particularly happy with the the, the Celtic one. I backed uh, Celtic minus two at eleven to ten yeah. against Aberdeen. I'm not sure what, what Greg did in that game, but it was it was. Uh, I thought it was a great price minus two at eleven to ten against an. Aberdeen side who can do nothing at the moment. Yeah, uh, Greg, you weren't too far away from that yourself. I think you'd Celtic to win both halves last weekend. I think that was Tim McDonald actually. Oh, was it? Oh, was uh, well. I, I would take credit for that, but yeah, good, good shout, Jim. Good shout. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's been we're talking about the um, the championship, particularly in the lower leagues, Jim. It's getting really tough now, particularly that championship. It seems nobody wants to win it, and from a punter's point of view, it's really difficult to pick your way through some of these fixtures. Very, very difficult, as I'm sure we're about to find out, Paul. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's 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 great, though, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely fantastic that so many clubs have got a wee chance, and and so many of them doing so well in the Scottish Cup as well, as I'm sure we'll touch on too. Yeah, been a fascinating season as always. Um, Greg, last weekend's podcast, it's been a tough month, hasn't it, for punters all round? I think. Yeah, I was speaking to a few people, and I think people are struggling January, start of February as well. Teams just aren't able to get a run of results together. It's very, very inconsistent, especially in Scotland, in the, in the top two leagues, and probably even League 1 and League 2. Teams are drawing a match, winning a match, drawing a match, losing a match. There's very little to go on form-wise, but we are approaching the business end of the season, and March, April, May, historically, has been a very, very um, profitable time for the channel anyway, so looking forward to moving into the, the business end. Yeah, and no doubt we'll have plenty for this weekend before the, the month's end that we'll squeeze in um, on the channel as well. Uh, so as I said, this weekend we've got the 
Scottish League Cup, the Via Play Cup final. It's Rangers v Celtic. That's on Sunday at Hamden. We'll have a quick look at that in a minute. Um, and also we'll take a run through the Premier League games and everything underneath that and see what we fancy in those uh, games that are coming up this weekend. So let's get stuck in. Rangers v Celtic on Sunday. First chance for Michael Beale. I was going to call him Ian Beale there for a second. First chance <laughs> for Michael Beale. Yeah, I've not made that mistake so far. Uh, to win a trophy as a Rangers manager. Uh, Chance for Ange Postecoglou to pick up his third potential first leg of a treble for Celtic. Rangers remain unbeaten under Michael Beale. Celtic on a run of 23 games, unbeaten domestically, of which they've won 22. It's all set up for a cracker at the weekend, Jim, I think. It really is, isn't it? And uh, I noticed that uh, Celtic, you can back them over the 90 minutes, odds against 11 to 10, Rangers 2 to 1. And I think uh, if Greg's double checked, it's 12 to 5 and better for extra time. That'll be the draw, of course. Um, so I, I don't think that's tight betting at all. I, I, th- I think that's uh, very heavily in favour of Celtic. And um, I, I know this is the this is the fixture, whenever it's played four, five, six times a season, that the get-out clause for every pundit is, oh, the form book goes out the window. But of course, of course it doesn't. It doesn't really at all because uh, both these sides are coming into this game in, in reasonable form. I, I would suggest that Celtic are coming into the game in better form than Rangers. We'll maybe expand on that in just a second. But I, d- I don't know how far you want to go back. And you've, you've mentioned 22, 23 games for Celtic. If you just go back six or seven, I was looking at their, their goal-scoring record in the last seven games, four, five, two, three, four, five, four. Now, admittedly, none of them are against Rangers, but uh, they are firing in goals for fun. And uh, I, I can see Celtic getting ahead in this game and staying ahead. I'm not going to say they're going to win it well, but I can see them getting ahead and staying ahead. Rangers' problem for me is that they have struggled a little bit at Ibrox in the last couple of games. Uh, Although they've won them against Ross County and Partick Thistle, uh, they took a long time to master Livingston last weekend, a long, long time, despite the very comfortable-looking scoreline in the end. Uh, I I would just suggest that although Rangers, you you have to say that a a manager coming in and being unbeaten for 14-15 games is is absolutely superb and that means that they are in some kind of very good form coming into this game. But I would suggest that Celtic are in better form and I'll I'll stick with what I said a minute ago. If Celtic get ahead, I think they'll stay ahead. Yeah, and I think you're right to highlight the goals that Celtic have scored, but I think also equally important is they're not conceding many either, Jim. I think they've kept seven clean sheets in their last nine or something along those lines as well. So it's working for Celtic at both ends of the park at the moment. It really is. It really is. Uh, Rangers, as I... Keep trying. I don't want to sit in the fence here and say that Rangers could win it because I do honestly think Celtic will. But Rangers are, are getting there under Michael Beale. I, I think he would even admit that they're not quite there yet. And I think he, he hasn't really conceded the title, but I think he has said that he's really wanting to win the title next year. So um, a cup would do him just now. Or two cups would do him just now. But uh, I, I think Celtic will get ahead in this game. They'll win the game without the need for extra time. And might come to this later. There might even be a little bit of value in the handicap as well. Oh, interesting. Um, Greg, I don't, I've not discussed this game with you, but I know that on our group chat, uh, Dave McDonald is very keen on Celtic this weekend, and he's usually a man to be trusted. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> it's a match in which I think a lot of people are going to be backing Celtic heavily. I think you can get six to five in some places still. Which yeah. It does look very attractive. Rangers nine to four. 
I don't recall an old firm game where both sides are coming into it in such I say good shape. Jim's pointed out some good points about Rangers huffing and puffing at home against Ross County and against Partick Thistle. And again and last week again at Livingston. But ultimately they're winning matches, as are Celtic, but Celtic much more ruthless than Rangers scoring goals. I think it should be a cracking match. I, I would probably edge towards Celtic as well, just on that goal scoring front. Rangers do look a bit suspect at the back. Ross County scored against them. Partick Thistle scored two, albeit one was a um, a freebie, <laughs> yeah. if, I can, if I can say that. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think for me, though, I probably will shy away from picking an outright winner and probably just want to highlight some alternative angles. As Jim said, a very good possibility that Celtic take the lead, and that does bode well for Rangers corners. They have been hitting some very impressive numbers, Rangers. I think they had another seven or eight away at Livingston last week. You've got the massive expansion of Hampden Park, massive, massive pitch. That may suit Rangers out wide. And if they go behind, obviously, they're going to be looking to get back into the match. So there's probably a couple of angles on Rangers' corners. And interestingly as well, it's a match in which people think there's always lots of cards in this match. Old firm game, tempers are flaring, but looking over the last 10 matches, any idea what the last 10 games average has been per mm-hmm. game? Say four or five. You've, you've pitched it to me as a fairly low number. <laughs> yes, yeah, 4.2. So there's only right. 4.2 okay. cards per game. But the bookies always set this line very high. Always over 5.5, over 6.5. And when you look through through the numbers in the last... Well, the last game, for example, there was two cards in the match. And they both came in 93rd and 94th yeah, minute. Right. Remember that was them. the game at Ibrox in a, a two-all draw at New Year. Two-all? Yes, two-all yeah. draw at New Year. And prior to that, only one of the last 10 games has seen over 6.5 corners uh, cards. Sorry, Eight of those 10 games have actually fallen under 6.5 cards. Um, we've got Nick Walsh in charge. And I think, Paul, before we came on to the podcast tonight, you had some insight about Nick Walsh and his Records. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, a, I guess it's an anomaly. I'm not reading too much into it, but he has flashed quite a lot of red cards to, to Rangers' opponents in the last two seasons. I think it's something like five or six players that he sent off uh, Rangers' opponents, but he's generally got a fairly low card count, Nick Walsh, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, he's not one for flashing the cards like our friend Willie. Uh, <laughs> Willie Collum does love a card, but in terms of this match as well, under seven cards is four to seven. I think that looks very, very solid. I think people tend to think this game will see lots of cards and ultimately they back the overs market. But I've highlighted this in the podcast for only for the last couple of seasons now. And we do see unders landing quite a lot here. Yeah. Interestingly as well, I've also highlighted first half corner bookings in this match is almost non-existent. Run back through the last 10, 0-3, 0-2, 1-1, 1-3, 0-1. So of the 42 cards, only 27% of the cards in these matches have come in the first half. It's usually a slow burner. The referee likes to keep his cards in his pocket. I think that's the old belief. Yeah. We're told by the police commander at the start of the game, <laughs> your cards in your pocket. So be interesting to see how this one pans out. But on the card front in the first half, under three first half cards is one to two. So there's definitely some angles here on the, the card and corner front. And it's something I'll be sharing on the channel. I'm going to spend a bit more time looking into what the angle is going to be. But I guess my advice would be would not to go daft on, on match cards here. And also, there's probably a very good angle to have on unders in the first half. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one, the cards in this game. I mean, I think we've probably all been brought up on these fixtures having, you know, the major flashpoints that kind of stick in the memory, probably, and that maybe clouds our judgment a wee bit. Um, having said that, sometimes all it takes is for a bad tackle and a couple of cards can get flashed pretty quickly. Um, Jim, you're probably much more traditional, the word. Um, <laughs> fo- fo- well, no, I was going to say focused on the outright market, and unlike Greg, yeah, 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 no, unlike, unlike Greg, you're not going to sit in the fence in this one. <laughs> no, I'm always fascinated by cards and corners, but uh, the, the space we have in the newspaper column, you just would not have the space to go into all that detail. But anyway, uh, the, the the little angle I am going to put forward uh, is in terms of the handicap. And while I am very big on Celtic at 11 to 10, or if I can find Greg 6 to 5, I'll I'll be on, uh, is Celtic minus one on the handicap, which is only 11 to 4 at Bet365 and Hills, but you can get 16 to 5 at Paddy Power and 100 to 30 at Sky. Now, my thinking, which I've already outlined, is that Celtic will go ahead in this game. And the fact that I think they'll be able to keep themselves ahead obviously suggests that Rangers, as the game goes on, are going to be chasing it. And that might just give Celtic the chance to go up the park and get a second goal. So I I think minus one on the handicap for Celtic at those two prices I've mentioned, 16 to 5 Paddy Power, 100 to 30 Sky, might be the little percentage edge just to boost your uh, 11 to 10 up a bit. Very interesting. Um, I was looking at the Bet365 prices and found a little anomaly, actually, just in case anyone's having a punt on who will lift the trophy. Um, if you go to the outright market on uh, Bet365, you'll actually get 8 to 13 uh, on Celtic, as opposed to in the match betting um, who will lift the trophy, which is 47. So just mm. a wee, it's not much. But it happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. It does happen yeah. quite a lot in the similar yeah. markets on Bet365. Yeah. Just one other angle for me. Um, I, I think this could be a tight game. I, I know both sides come into it in, in, in good form and, and they may very well cancel each other out or it could be a goal bonanza, but either side to win in extra time is interesting in terms of the price. Rangers 14-1 to one to win in extra time and Celtic 11-1. to one. And I know that happened last time these two met in the Cup at Hamden. Was that last season? Rangers won after the extra time? Yeah, was that the same as yeah, it's not suggesting yeah. that's going to happen yeah. again, but it's, I think it could be tight, and there's every chance this match could be a draw. I, I don't think full-time it will be Rangers. I think it will be Celtic or draw. I know that's sitting on the fence very much with those two in mind, but the 11-1 to and the 11-1 to and the 14-1 to is quite interesting, I think. Yeah. Listen, either way, it's going to be a fascinating match. I think something's going to have to give um, in terms of Michael Beale's record and in terms of Celtic's unbeaten record of 23 games so absolutely fascinating we've got a couple of angles there which is great um, and Greg in terms of the cards you'll share those in more detail on the channel once you've yes I'll share them before the weekend and just finalising what the attack is going to be okay good stuff um, let's have a wee look at some of these games in the Premier League let's start with Aberdeen v Livingston um, it's 6-3-7 still no manager to replace Jim Goodwin as far as I'm aware Barry Robson still in charge Greg he is, I'm not sure for how long. I've not yeah. really heard much about who Aberdeen intend on bringing in. And I don't There's know how been long. There's absolutely nothing. It's been astonishing. Yeah. It's been silence, isn't it? Yeah. Which is quite worrying because there's top six to play for. The league's that tight. There's European places to play for. It sounds as if Aberdeen are quite happy with Barry Robson. He's had a bit of an iffy start in that they've played with 10 men against St Mirren for, what, 85 minutes. 
They're then beating a Motherwell side in disarray. So you can't read too much into that result. Yeah. And they're then going to Celtic Park and not with a glove on Celtic. So back in the home turf, and they'll be delighted to be back in home turf. Aberdeen's away form, as Jim, you know as well, is absolutely yeah. dire. Terrible. One win in 23, two wins in 30-odd matches. Really, really poor. So at home, they've been much better. I still think they're a bit short at 5-6 to six against Livingston. Yeah. However, Livy, as most clubs will do in this league, are going through a bit of a sticky patch. Obviously, they've played some tough games. Celtic 3-0, Rangers 3-0. Big disappointment losing to Inverness yeah. in, in the Cup. 3-0 as well. So, and they've only scored one goal in their last five, Livingston. So it, it could be Livingston's time to go through a really difficult period. I think pretty much every club in the league, bar Celtic, has gone through a, tr- a tricky patch. Especially the bottom six sides have gone through seven, eight games without a win. And Livingston look like that's going to extend for me. I don't see them getting a result at Aberdeen, but at the same time, I don't see I don't see Aberdeen at five to six. I don't think that's the best of prices for me. Yeah. I do think Aberdeen might edge this, but again, it's, it's a corners angle for me. Aberdeen very, very steady at home. Prepare to give them another chance. Aberdeen backed them last weekend against Celtic to get three, and I don't think they even got into the Celtic half at any <laughs> point in the match. So back in home turf though, hitting some really good numbers, and I think as we discussed last weekend, Livingston have conceded more corners than anyone else in the league, and have only won one of their 15 away games on the corner match bet. So Aberdeen at 4-9 to nine at home, needing the win against a Livy side who you had to see are struggling at the moment a little bit. That 4-9 to nine is, is part of a double for me. Okay, we'll get the second leg of that double in a wee second. Jim, it feels like an awful long time ago since Aberdeen were beating Livingston 5-0 at the start of the season and everything was looking, looking up for Aberdeen at the time. Yeah, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? Um, but I have to say, I'm, I'm edging towards Greg's line of logic here. Um, Livingston, uh, I know it was a, it looked a heavy defeat last week, but they did play much better against Rangers than clearly they had against Inverness in the Cup. Uh, but they are going through a little bit of a sticky patch. Aberdeen, I think, as Greg said, the key here is they're back at Pataudry. Uh, and I think Barry Robson will have them well organised to go out and win a match in front of their own supporters. I'm also with Greg in the fact that 5-6, to 19-20 is very, very short for a team that's not playing particularly well. Uh, but I think if uh, if I had someone else's tenor, it would be on Aberdeen <laughs> to win this game. In other words, I'm not touching it with a barge bowl. Fair enough. Uh, Greg, the referee up at Pataudry is David Munro. Uh, he's our most prolific assurer of cards so far this season. And there's every chance that Aberdeen, as Aberdeen always tend to get a penalty as well. I think oh. they've been, I think they've received more penalties than any other side, haven't they, in the week this season, Aberdeen? Uh, I don't know that start to hand, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word for it. Okay, so no bet for Jim and Greg. We'll get this uh, second leg of that double, but it's most corners for Aberdeen in this game. Yeah, Aberdeen most corners four to nine. Okay, let's do that second leg and it's at the Kilmarnock v Motherwell game that I have in my notes which I prepared today Stuart Kettlewell doing his chances no harm at all Jim 
Uh, he certainly is not <laughs> doing his chances any harm at all, uh, especially with that uh, win over St Mirren and then the, the win over Hearts, which I watched in its entirety. And I, I thought it was a, an excellent performance from Motherwell. And, and that's what is uh, leading me by the nose towards Motherwell at 2-1 to one to win this game, because I, I just have not been impressed by Kilmarnock at all this season. I know they're in the, the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. Uh, and I also am well aware that uh, their home record is 6-3-3 and that really has been their saving grace this season. Uh, but they're still in trouble. Uh, I don't think they've really got it together. And I also think, and this is a possibly controversial thing to say, that Derek McInnes has had a bit of an easy ride at Kilmarnock. Uh, other managers in the same situation might have found themselves under a bit more media pressure. But uh, there we are, he's, he's, he's not under pressure. He is 6-3-3 at home. They may well come out and put up another excellent home performance and beat Motherwell. But I think at the prices here, 2-1 Motherwell flying under Stuart Kettlewell. The players clearly enjoy playing for him. Their away record, better than their home record, 4-2-7. And I think Motherwell at 2-1 are a little bit of a bet here at Rugby Park. Yeah, and obviously, Greg, we've received news tonight that's been confirmed that Stuart Kettlewell has been appointed the Motherwell manager. Um, <laughs> interestingly, he his two wins have been responsible for 50% of their points at home. Already you mean Ian Holloway didn't get the job? Ah, there you go. I hope you didn't have your someone else's tenor on that, Jim. <laughs> oh, what a nonsense that was. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Greg, I mean, Jim makes a, a decent case for Motherwell to go and win at Kilmarnock. And we've kind of lauded Kilmarnock's home for him all season. But um, at, at the end of the day, it's still... Average form, I suppose, for home, 21 points. It's the same as what Livingston have won at home. It's less than, than what Hibs have won at home. So, as Jim says, it's been a saving grace more than anything, that home for them. It absolutely has. And it's it's probably going to keep them up just, I think, come on its home form. And the fact that 21 of the 23 points have been collected at home, it makes their home form look even stronger. But you've made a great point there. They've got the same number of points at home as Livingston have. Yeah. So, Motherwell tails it up. It's amazing, and I say this quite a lot on the podcast, it's amazing how things can change in two weeks. Two weeks ago, Motherwell had just been knocked out of the Scottish Cup by Wraith Rovers. Yeah. A lot made about Alan Burrows leaving the club to go to Aberdeen, a club in a really, really bad place. Fast forward two weeks, back-to-back home wins, six points, and moving up the table, six points clear of Dundee United and Stuart Kettlewell has, has got the gig. And I think on merit, some of the names touted for that gig were quite incredible, to be fair. Uh, he comes across really well, Stuart Kettlewell as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, like I think he's, he's done well to get the job. He's come in, done a job, and Motherwell more than happy to, to, to stick with him. And I must admit, I do like the 2-1 to one in Motherwell. Uh, my angle on this match, as I said before, is going to be corners. Motherwell's away form very decent in comparison to their home form but they are hitting over five corners a game on the road they've hit four or more corners now in seven of their last eight they've hit seven five eleven four seven four five and two and they've actually hit over four corners or more in 10 of their 13 away games so there'll be a decent crowd down from motherwell for this match i think over 3.5 motherwell corners doubled up with aberdeen on the match corner bet at 21 to 20 with bet 365. Okay, so a nice week on that double nice there one. for us. Yep, and I think that multiple price is a Jim Dale Hunt special. It's it's just 
stuff that you're made of, Jim. <laughs> trying to trying to find that we that we edge, that we team who maybe everyone's kind of discounting. But um, no, I think that's a very decent shout as well. Um, next, we'll have a look at Ross County v and United, and for for all we've spoke about Celtic and Rangers being in good form and winning games, these two just can't seem to win games in D United. I think it's five defeats in the bounce. Manager Liam Fox is under pressure. There was protests about Tony Ashgar, the sporting director, before the AGM this week. So all is not well at Tanadice. Make the trip to Ross County. I think it's just 1-1-12 one, one for Ross County at the moment, which includes a Scottish Cup defeat to Hamilton, who hands up are in uh, particularly good form in the Championship. But, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this one, Greg. I, I don't think you can pick a winner, that's for sure. Dundee United, obviously, as you say, five defeats in a row... A lot of unrest out Tannadice. Fans are getting very, very restless. Liam Fox, a man under pressure. If they were to lose this match, he'd be under enormous pressure, I think, to lose six in a row. And I think there'd be four points adrift at the bottom. Still plenty to play for, a lot of points still to grab, but Glenn Middleton's out injured, I think. I'm yeah, not sure yes. for how long, but yeah. he's one of their Three key four players. Weeks, I think. So, big blow for them. Ross County, obviously, disappointing last weekend at... St Mirren, um, they've said that the, he was expecting a lot more from them. They did get eight corners for us last weekend, which is good, but they, they have been struggling for goals. And obviously, Roy McGregor has spent a bit of money, as he always does in January. Not quite seen the rewards yet, but at home, the last two games, they've beaten Kilmarnock 3-0, which doesn't really count because Kilmarnock, away from home, yeah. are absolutely tired. And they've drawn one all with Hibs, which I think there's a bit of fortune involved in that one. So I would not be calling it a winner in this match. But I think over 3.5 bookings, 4-5, to five, bottom of the table, tussle, relegation um, on the cards, and we're getting 4-5 to five on 3.5 cards in a Scottish Premiership game. That's a massive mistake in my view, given that St Johnson v St Mirren is 8-11 to 11 over 4.5. Yeah, I wonder if the referees get any better than that. Steve McLean, who's got the lowest average card, sees just 2.1 cards per game, which is really low. Um, this season. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to know how the odd compilers come up with these choices. <laughs> they look into the referee situation and I think looking at Dundee United's last four away games, the last four games, there's been four, five, four and eleven cards oh, in, those, in those four matches. That eleven was at um, Tynecastle where there was two sending off. So I think there's probably a cards angle here at value over 3.5, over 2.5 is 1 to 3 and I think as well Ross County hit six corners at Ibrox two weeks ago. They got eight last week at St Mirren. And Dungeon United hit, I think, 11 against St Johnson last week. So, again, there's probably a cards and corners angle here. But I think, like, the majority of the games this weekend, it's very, very difficult to pick a side to win. Hence why almost every game in the top two leagues in Scotland, there's a lot of um, odds against. There's not many yeah. short odds on this weekend. Yeah, Jim, interestingly, in this one, I think... Part of the protests that were being directed towards the sporting director was the lack of investment in the squad. I think it allowed a few players to go um, in January, notably Tony Watt to St Mirren, and it's kind of starting to come back to bite them. I think they've got problems at both ends of the pitch in terms of injuries ahead of the weekend. Yeah, and and yet you, you look at that team on paper when when they're all fully fit. You look at that team on paper. And they're not bad at all, but it doesn't seem to be working. And, and I would suggest they're vulnerable against any team in the Premiership at the moment, Dundee United. Um, I, I, I do love the, the corners and cards angles there, uh, but there are, there are three ways this game can go and the cop-out is the draw. But that's not the way, that's not the way I'm going to go because I, I think 
if Ross County are going to win a game at home, uh, they have to win this one because they play Motherwell next at home and I suspect they might not win that one. So I think they will be completely geared to taking all three points against Dundee United uh, on Saturday. And as as you pointed out, Greg, they, they have beaten Kilmarnock. I, I know we, we were joking that that might not have taken much Kelly on the road. Uh, but they did draw with Hibs on their own ground. They were only beaten 2-1 at Ibrooks, And I thought they were a little bit unlucky, despite having back St Mirren last week. I thought County were a little bit unlucky not to take a point away from Paisley. So I think this is a game they'll have geared themselves to win. Because as I say, they do play Motherwell at home next. And Motherwell could well be coming up to Dingwall off the back of three straight wins if they win at Kilmarnock on Saturday. I think County will be geared to win this game. I thought Dundee United showed all their vulnerabilities last weekend. And I think Malky Mackay might just have the tools to take advantage at 11-8. to eight. So I'm going for the home win. Interesting. Jim, do you hold much store in the head-to-head records and fixtures like this when you're assessing games? The reason I ask is that Dundee United have a particularly strong record in this fixture. Last 10 games, they've won seven, drawn two and lost just one against Ross County. I don't. No, not at all. Full stop. I think, Greg, you're pretty much the same, aren't you? Yeah, if it's a good record for me, then I'm all for it. And if it's not, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, OK, so it's uh, a Ross County home win for you, Jim, and best left alone for you, Greg. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to have a bet on this match. I think it will involve corners and cards and possibly a double chance, maybe, but I'm still deciding. OK. Uh, it's a big one up at McDermott on Saturday, Greg, St Johnson v St Mirren, the, the Gambler Derby. Um, <laughs> where will you be there? I'm going this weekend, yes, I'll be there. Uh, obviously, there's not been much to shout about at home for St Johnston. It's kind of two contrasting sides here in terms of one, St Johnston's home record is dire, really, really poor. But outside of the old firm, it's the best away record in the league. Six away wins this season for St Johnston. And Jim was on that at Tannadice last weekend at 5-2. to two. Yeah. Uh, St Mirren, however, are, are the opposite. Very strong at home, but dire, dire away record St Mirren have and some of the stats coming out Div sent us a message yesterday St Mirren have scored one goal in their last nine visits to Perth one goal in nine matches and that's a 3-0 defeat 0-0 1-0 defeat 1-0 defeat 1-0 defeat 2-0 defeat 2-0 defeat St Mirren do not like going to Perth and haven't done so for some time and it's probably St Mirren fans worst away day um, in the league in terms of trying to get points from it because they don't tend to do well in Perth at all. St Johnston won this match 3-0 back at the start of the season. Um, obviously, Brilliant is out for us last weekend uh, at Tannadice. Now 10 points clear of Dundee United. I think for me, definitely puts uh, any relegation or finishing bottom to bed. I think we've got a decent squad and this is the sort of game so we have to win. St Mirren, though, exactly in the same boat. St Mirren are in the lofty heights of top six. Massive win for them last week because they do have a really tough run of results, um, games coming up, sorry. Hearts, Celtic, Rangers, all coming up in the next three or four games for St Mirren. So if they've got any aspirations of finishing top six at St Mirren, they have to get a win here. If they don't and St Johnson win, St Johnson goes just three points behind St Mirren. So it's all to play for. And I'm not expecting a great game. The Demi Park pitch is like a lot of pitches in, in the league. It's terrible. It's a really, really poor surface to play football on. So I'm expecting a scrappy, scrappy 1-0 home win. 13-2, your 1-0 home win, Greg. I'm one step ahead of you. Nah, 
nap. <laughs> uh, Jim, are you finding any angles in this one at all? Uh, yes, uh, and I'm, I'm intrigued by the 13 to 2 for 1 0 because I'm interested in 1 1. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I fancy a draw here. Uh, I know St Mirren's away record isn't great. They're two wins, two draws, and eight defeats in the Premiership. Uh, but they are, despite that record, supremely well organised at the back. Uh, I think they've been getting better as well. Um, and although I did back St Johnson last week and I, I tipped them in the paper and I thought they were a tremendous price, uh, I have to admit, looking back, I, I didn't see the whole game, obviously, but looking back at the highlights, I have to admit that maybe Dundee United chucked that one away a little bit, especially the goalkeeper who <laughs> apparently was injured. Uh, after making a complete mess of that uh, winning goal for St Johnson, uh, I had my doubts at the time. But if he doesn't appear this weekend, we'll know he was telling the truth. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, I, I, I fancy St Mirren to go up there and play it tight. Uh, I think they might they might nick a goal, but I, I also expect St Johnson to nick a goal as well. But two to one for the draw. I think both teams would be. I know Greg wouldn't be, but I think both teams would be reasonably happy with a point apiece. Um, and that, that's the way I'm going to go in this one in the paper on Saturday. Yeah, and Greg, no surprise really to see under two and a half goals at just four to seven. Yeah, I've got that in my notes actually. It's not a match that produces goals. I think only oh. once in the last 100 matches there's been over 2.5. <laughs> it's not <laughs> quite as bad as that, to be fair. To be fair, there's a 2 2 draw earlier in the season and a 3 0 win for St Johnson. So actually, the last two fixtures have seen over two and a half goals. Yeah, I think just just going back to the games in Perth, though, I think St Mirren's record in Perth is played 37-1-7. So it's, it's not a place they enjoy going. I, I don't expect this is going to be a, a a cracking match, but I agree with Jim. St Mirren will go there knowing that if they can avoid defeat, I would say it maybe brings an end to St Johnson's top six chances, potentially. But as we know, St Mirren do love to chuck away a top six place. Uh, they've done it quite a few times in the last few years, so interesting to see how this game pans out but yeah I'm, I'm not expecting a classic I'm, I'm joking when I say this Greg but how on earth does Declan Gallagher going to Perth compare to Frank McAvenny going to Perth <laughs> 25 years ago I mean there is no connection whatsoever no <laughs> <laughs> okay so Tim Pansy's draw Greg you think St Johnson might just squeak this one well I don't think we'll lose Okay. I think I think Jim's on the right track here on on the draw. I just think our home form hasn't hasn't been good this season, and I think it's going to bite us in the bum again this weekend. Well, listen, Johnson double chances one to two. Not bad. Co- cover both bases. Okay, we'll recap the Premier League. Uh, sorry, Premiership uh, tips at the end of the podcast. We're going to have a quick run through the lower leagues. Uh, last Friday night, Greg, we built it up to be potentially a pivotal night in the Championship. As it happened, we didn't really learn too much, indeed. We learned absolutely nothing last weekend. <laughs> we learned that Morton are still a very decent team at home. Yep. Yeah. And we learned that Queen's Park are going to find it difficult, potentially, losing Simon Murray. And I'm, I think the next couple of games are crucial for both Dundee and Queen's Park. Obviously, Dundee, I didn't see the match, but from all accounts, I heard they were very disappointed in the last weekend at Morton. And that would have been an opportunity for them to go clear of Queen's Park with a game in hand. And this weekend they're at home to what Inverness. was once a free flying yeah. a free flying um, Inverness until last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. on top, top of the league, getting beaten Queens Park drawn, but then Hibernian United who got beat by Thistle, uh, and then as you say Inverness lost to out to then form Hamilton. So 
<laughs> this championship season, Jim's just been absolutely mad. It really has, and and this Friday's game, Wraith against Air, uh, I, I I can't call that one at all because I got it horribly wrong last week when I said Air would beat Partick Thistle, and of course they lost one yeah. nil uh, at Somerset. Wraith Rovers are, are are playing very well. Um, I, I really can't call that one at all, and I know that uh, Wraith are well, they're not slight favourites, they're eleven to eight against seventeen to ten Air, but uh, I think the Friday night game I will leave well alone. Um, in terms of Partick Thistle going to our broth, I know Partick, um, certainly people who watch uh, the, the TV live games will have seen Partick excel at Ibrox under the immediately sacked Ian McCall yeah. uh, and, and then go down, to, go down to Air United and get that winning result uh, last week. But um, I've got a feeling our broth need a win and I'm a, I've got a feeling they might get it at home uh, against Partick Thistle on Saturday at 15 to 8. Uh, they, they've got a player on loan from St Mirren called Olusanya, uh, who got a, a really, really late equaliser at Cove last week. Um, and that, that allowed them to keep tabs on Paul Hartley's side down at the bottom of the league. I think uh, Dick will, Dick Campbell will see this as a, as a big game against Partick Thistle. And I, I think he'll fancy our both getting something from the game. And I, I actually fancy them to win it. So um, I'm going to go for our both. Uh, to win that game against Partick Thistle at around, I know the prices vary obviously, but around 15 to 8. You touched on Dundee. Um, of course, they should be Inverness at Dens, but 1 to 2, I'd, I'd, I'd rather just leave that well alone. Um, Queen's Park, yes, Simon Murray. That was a strange one, allowing Simon Murray to leave, but they, Owen Coyle seems to think he's got enough. They are sitting top of the league, so who are we to argue? But uh, they do go to a Hamilton team which got that terrific result at Inverness last week uh, and I think might be able to hold Queen's Park to a draw here. The draw is about 12 to 5, so that's that's the way I'm going to go there. And the, the one that I really, really like in the Championship this week, even more than our growth, despite our growth being a bigger price, is Morton at home against Cove. Uh, again, what a life I have. I watched that game uh, last week <laughs> against Dundee. Uh, and I think to beat Cove Rangers at Capolo 3 to 4, is an absolutely superb price for Morton. Uh, and that, that's going to be my best bet in the Championship this week, followed closely by our growth to beat Partick Thistle. Yeah, it just hasn't happened for Paul Hartley in his return at Cove yet, has it, Jim? It's, it hasn't, but um, oh, goodness me, it's difficult to call that one because obviously there's a family connection, isn't there? Mm. Uh, in, in terms of him getting the job. But uh, I, I wish him well. I've always got on well with Paul and uh, I, I wish him all the very best. Yeah, and you make a good point about our growth. I mean, that's them now bottom of the table. What a, a turnaround in 12 months from where they were this time last year. Um, so, yeah, it, it may well be a case that the form of Hamilton may bring the best out of our growth down at the bottom of the table as well. Yeah, they've only got four league wins all season, our growth, um, yeah. which is uh, which is poor. I mean, as you say, Dick, what, what, I mean, at one point last season we were talking title. Yeah. Then we were talking about uh, promotion. Uh, and, and now they're second bottom battling against not only the playoff they're battling against finishing bottom as you say yeah. Hamilton Hamilton just starting to maybe come good at the right time yeah. uh, and I've already said I fancy them to take a point against Queen's Park so I, I think it's a big big day for our growth I think he will get the fans out Dick uh, uh, I'm sure the the local paper will have them all rousted and they'll, they'll all be along at Gayfield and uh, I think Partick Thistle could be in for a little bit more than they're bargaining for 
interesting. And Greg, on that Hamilton Queen's Park game, it's now just one defeat in nine for Hamilton, which is a phenomenal uh, performance really from any team in that that championship. And that defeat is uh, it was against Hearts in the Scottish Cup actually. So they found form. It looks like they might have found it just in time. Uh, might get themselves out of it. They're just two points uh, behind Cove Rangers, who are definitely in their sights. And uh, I dare say there'll be some people tempted into the 94 for Hamilton at the weekend against uh, top of the table Queen's Park. Absolutely, yeah. The, the form team in the Championship at the moment, yeah. Hamilton. Uh, a massive turnaround in the last three or four weeks. They look down and out. And as Jim said, our growth we're thinking, right, we're in a kind of playoff battle here with Cove, potentially. And now they find themselves bottom of the league. And Hamilton on the up. I'm fully expecting Hamilton to score on Saturday at home to Queen's Park. Queen's Park's away record uh, hasn't been great. Lots of goals, though, in Queen's Park's away games. I'm counting 26 in their last six games away from home. Quite a lot of them against. Uh, it's over four games, four goals per game, sorry. And I just think this could be quite an open open match. Expecting Hamilton to score. Queen's Park on the road usually scored as well. So there's Jim's draw, potentially. But I do think there'll be over 2.5 goals here uh, at 4-5. And I'm, I do think both teams to score. And if that happens, there's a very good chance we'll see at least three goals in this game. Yeah, it should be an entertaining one. Um, it'll be interesting to see if <clears throat> Queen's Park can respond. You know, I think they were kind of felt a wee bit like sitting ducks at times this season, Greg. You know, it's almost we're just expecting Dundee to get to the top of the table and, and not look back. But as yet, it's just not happened. It's exactly the same situation as last season with Kilmarnock. We we backed Kilmarnock on the channel, I think, in January to to win the championship. They did so very very late on. I think Dundee will do the same. I think Dundee will just have enough about them. To, to win this league but it's going to be to and fro between now and the end of the season there's what 12 games left for Dundee this could be a massive weekend for Dundee I think I, I totally agree with Jim 1-2 to two is very very short for Dundee given up until last weekend Inverness were in very good shape yeah. but if Dundee can get the three points and there's every chance Hamilton could see Queen's Park drop some more points then with the game in hand there's a potential Dundee could push on here but Queen's Park top and merit and they'll go to Hamilton um, looking to get three points and push on. But I think it'll be a tough game for them. Yeah. Just on just on Greg's point there about uh, about Dundee, and I, I find that fascinating that he, he thinks they'll come through. I, I, I suspect you may be right, Greg. Uh, they, they have lost the fewest games in the Championship, despite the fact they're sitting second. They've only lost six games. Queen's Park have lost seven. Five of them have been away from home, and of course they're away at Hamilton this weekend. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's going to be a fascinating finish, not just the, between those two, but in behind them, there's what four teams uh, trying to find uh, a top four finish as well. So can't really discount air. We don't upset Stuart. <laughs> no, no, colleague. However, they're only five points behind Queens Park with the game in hand as well. So it's not just about the top two, but yeah, I, I'm I'm fully expecting at some point Dundee are going to go top. And I'm hoping that's the case as well, given we're on Dundee to, to win the championship. Similar yeah. to what we did last season with Kilmarnock. Yeah, I think if you're a near United fan, we must be kind of kicking yourself. But I think they've only took seven points from the last 21. They have. And I'm, and I'm with Jim here this weekend, this Friday night's match at Wraith Rovers. If I was to put a tenner on someone else's money, it would be on Wraith at home yeah. this weekend. 13 unbeaten Wraith. A lot of draws in there, mind you, but, you know, difficult team to beat. Yep. Okay, we'll recap those championship tips. Let's have a wee quick look at League One. Um, Falkirk closed the gap a bit at the top. Um, they're away to Airdrie 
this weekend. That's one game I kind of want to discuss in a wee bit more detail. Down the bottom, Clyde um, got the better of Peter Head last week, um, but it's still in Fairland at the top of the table, Greg. It is, and obviously we spoke about their comeback at Airdrie a few weeks ago, yeah. which is quite incredible. That still gives them that five-point lead. Could have been a much different story if that hadn't panned out that comeback Falkirk would obviously be furious for the Airdrie for shipping a three goal lead but Airdrie are back in form as well so it's the top two as we expected and I think it's going to be the one two come the end of the season uh, not expecting their film to slip up although saying that Falkirk have been in a pretty rich vein of form Yeah and Falkirk are one of the forum teams in the country uh, Jim uh, one eight, drawn one for the last nine yeah, they really are. They've not lost a league game since November, uh, Falkirk. And uh, again, BBC TV coverage uh, last Monday night, they were, they, or was it a month, two Mondays ago, uh, they were su- superb against Darvel. I mean, I know I know you'll, you'll, well, people will suggest they should have been, but Aberdeen weren't. Um, and, and Falkirk really uh, planned properly, executed the plan properly, and, and really looked like a class outfit against Darvel. Uh, to win that game and progress in the Scottish Cup. Uh, they then got a vital home win uh, against Aloha last Saturday. And of course, they've got this home cup quarter final to look forward to uh, against their United. So it is all going well. And I think that momentum will carry them forward to another victory at Airdrie on Saturday. Uh, it was a good draw in the end for Airdrie uh, at Infermline last week, having mm. thrown away a 3 0 lead against them the week before. Uh, but I do think that Falkirk have got just something about them at the moment. Uh, and I think 7-5 to five or thereabouts for the away win uh, at Airdrie is, is certainly the way I'm going to go. 6-4 yeah. is available with 3-6-5 for that match, Jim. Six ah, nice four. one. Thank you, Greg. It was nice. One team who I'm, I won't be backing, incidentally, is Dunfermline. 7-10 to 10 away at Queen of the South. Yeah. Not a massive fan of backing short odds-ons in that league. I think it's a league in which Queen of the South are more than capable of getting a result. Marvin Bartley's in charge there. Um, yeah. It's been an okay start for him. A few wins, a few defeats. But I think Dunfermline is a little bit too short for me in that match. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, I, would, I would only point out that Dunfermline uh, are the only other club apart from Celtic to have only lost one league game all season. Um, so I, I know you're not suggesting they would lose, but 7-10 uh, to 10 is, is not a great price, given that uh, Big Marv might be able to to do something with Queen of the South. I know they they, they, they get hammered at Kelty last week, but uh, they have been playing much better. So uh, that, are we edging towards a draw there, Greg? Yeah, I would say so. I think yeah. the draw is a very real possibility in this match. Yeah, yeah I think it's fair to say there's been a few wee wobbles at Dunfermline in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to go back to that Airdrie Falkirk game in the angle I was quite keen to look at was goals. There's been 20 goals scored in Airdrie's last four home games. Both teams have scored uh, in five of the last six Falkirk games. And in the last handful of meetings between the sides, there's been 1-1, 4-0, 1-4, 3-2, 3-0, 1-2. So it looks to me like a fixture where there might be some goals in that in the over two and a half, pays 17 to 20. Um, on Airdrie v Falkirk on Saturday, which I thought was, was worth discussing. Yeah, no, that's I think it's a good shout. I might get on that myself, Paul. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> Yeah, don't come looking for me next week on the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll jump into League Two. Uh, and Greg, you had sent me through your selections uh, for the podcast beforehand, and one that stood out for me uh, before you had sent it through was Stenhouse and your 
I don't know what price you were getting, 8-5, I think it was 1-20 at Bet365 and they're away to Bonnyrig on Saturday. Before we touch on that, there's obviously five matches in League 2 this weekend. Mm-hmm. Nine of the sides are odds against. <laughs> which, at this time of the season, to have nine teams above evens, it's not something you normally see. And it just shows how difficult it is to pick a winner out of these sides. The bookies can't separate a lot of these teams. Yeah. Dumbarton, the only odds-on side at home to Elgin. Dumbarton, obviously, leading League 2 at the moment. But yeah, as you say, Stenhouse Muir picked up um, a sticky mid-season, but they're in decent shape at the moment. Just one defeat in seven. And those, we dig a little bit deeper, a one-all draw at Inform Forfer, away from home. They, they held leaders Dumbarton to a one-all draw, and they defeated Albion Rovers 2-0 last week which is a really good result as well. So they're in very good shape, Steny. They've got a very good squad, I think, as well. They, they were always touted to do well in this league, Stenhouse Beer. It's not quite panned out that way. They're going to have to settle for a playoff spot at best. But Bonnie Rig Rose came up a bit of an unknown. I think in past seasons, sides have come up through the pyramid system and have adapted really well. Kelty Hearts, one of, one of them. And I think a few people, including me, <laughs> thought they might have a good season. They've had a pretty disappointing season and are rooted to the bottom of the league. I think they're now five defeats in six. Their only def- win in that six games was a 1-0 win at Astrug and Stranraer. And they've actually lost two or more goals now in six of their last seven home games. I just think Stenny will have a bit too much for Bonnie Rigg here. And they're 8-5 to five to win the match and they're 5-4 to four to score two or more goals. And I'm backing both of those. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad shout. As I say, that was on my short list uh, before getting your selections through for the podcast. Do you have anything in League 2 catching your eye? Uh, to be honest, no. Um, the, the only side I would even think putting in a in a large multiple would be Dumbarton at home to Elgin at 8-13, to 4-7. to 7. Um, The only one, I'd, if, if you don't mind me going back... Ever Sorry, since, yeah, I should to, have asked to League 1. No, no, you're OK, you're OK to League 1. Just one game I, I thought stood out a little bit was FC Edinburgh at home to Clyde. Uh, Edinburgh four to five. I don't know, Greg. Is that still available? I I, I thought that was a very good price, uh, despite the fact that Clyde got a win over Peterhead last week. Uh, they're miles adrift, second bottom of the table. Edinburgh going for the playoffs. Uh, they're back at home after a uh, a three three drop in Trolls last week. I thought four to five, if that stands up, could be a very very good price indeed. Three to four now. Three to four. Yeah, it's still fair. Yeah. 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 So that's me wanting to throw into the Akers, Jim. Yeah. Not wanting to steal your thunder, Jim, in terms of your... I know you obviously concentrate quite a lot on the English leagues. Yeah. Particularly League 1 and League 2. A- anything for us for this weekend, without giving too much away? Uh, I, I'm actually going to sit on that, if you don't mind. Um, obviously, the uh, Wickham last week, uh, they've been going so well. And I know they had a really tough game against Bolton. Uh, but Gareth Ainsworth, the manager, has uh, he's found himself uh, at Queen's Park Rangers today. Um, so there's a lot happening down there. So um, I'd just like to reconsider one or two thoughts that I had earlier in the week about the English leagues this weekend. Uh, and obviously keeping tabs on uh, the European ties midweek as well. Uh, as we speak, uh, I still don't know how Manchester City or Manchester United have got on uh, during the week. So uh, I'm going to sit on that at the moment, but uh, it'll all be in the column on Saturday. Yeah. And of course, you can follow Jim on Twitter uh, at Jim Delahunt. So make sure you do that uh, after you've listened to the podcast, obviously. Um, okay, I think we've probably covered everything in enough detail so far. So maybe we time to recap on some of those bets for the weekend. Greg, can you kick us off? 
Yeah, so I'll have a bet shared on the channel from the League Cup final between Rangers and Celtic. That will be shared this for the weekend. In terms of my first bet, it's Aberdeen, most Connors versus Livingston. And that's doubled up with Motherwell over 3.5 corners away to Kilmarnock. And that pays 21 to 20 with bet 365. In the Championship, I'm taking an over 2.5 goals from Hamilton versus Queen's Park. And that pays 4 to 5. And into League Two, I'm taking Stenhouse Muir to win away at Bonnery Rose at 8 to 5. And also taking Stenhouse to score two or more goals at 5 to 4. Okay, and Jim? Okay, uh, I am going to go for Celtic to win the League Cup final in 90 minutes at 11 to 10, 6 to 5. Uh, I'm also going to suggest a percentage bet on Celtic minus one on the handicap, which if you're betting with power or sky is between 16 to 5 and 100 to 30. Uh, in the Premiership, I'm going for Aberdeen at home to beat Levy at around 19 to 20. I'm going for Motherwell to win at Kilmarnock at 2 to 1. Uh, Ross County to beat Dundee United at around 11 to 8, and a St Johnson St Mirren draw at 2 to 1. In the Championship, I'm sweet on our broth to beat Partick at 15 to 8. Uh, the draw between Hamilton and Queen's Park, round about 5 to 2, and Morton to beat Cove Rangers at 3 to 4. And in League One, I'm very keen on Falkirk to win at Airdrie at around 7 to 5. And Edinburgh to beat Clyde at home at around three to four. So those are, those are my Scottish thoughts this weekend. Terrific. That's my 10T marker sorted for the weekend, Jim. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and don't forget, you can get all of Jim's tips, which will include his English tips for the weekend and his column in the Scottish Sun. So make sure you grab that if you want more tips from Jim. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, you can follow him on Twitter at Jim Delahunt. You can also follow Greg on Twitter at Browning 84 Greg, and if you're not already a member of Greg's channel, then you can find out all the details of how to sign up there. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much, Jim, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Thank you very much, guys. Delighted to be here and hope to speak to you soon. Hope so, Jim. Um, and from myself and Greg, it's just an opportunity for us to wish you good luck for this weekend's betting, and we'll be back next week with the podcast. Cheers, guys, and all the best.